Hello, hello. Thanks again for joining another episode of Prescription for Change. I am your host, Dr. Michelle, and today I have a really good episode for you. I'm actually very excited about it, um, as I am all of these episodes, but I think this one is particularly important because it affects most everyone. At some point, um, whether it's earlier in childhood or later in adulthood or right now, um, I feel like it has affected almost all of us at one point or another. And it really will continue to kind of seep in every day unless we really start to have these conversations, not only thinking about it, but talking about these things as well and really realizing what our strengths and weaknesses are. So I want to talk to you all today about food insanity. And it is exactly what it sounds like. Food insanity is really just going crazy about food, everything about it, whether it is available to you, whether you can have it right now, whether you're able to resist it, whether you're um, able to have certain foods, or do you need to, you know, count calories or stock the scale or limit what you're eating because you're on a restrictive diet, or if you're fasting, but just this notion or idea of always thinking about food, or when you're surrounded by food, at work, at home, wherever it is, when you're surrounded by food, particularly foods that you may have already categorized as good or bad in your mind, that you're thinking about, can I have this? Even if you're not hungry, you're thinking about, can I have this? Is this something that I can have? And feeling like you don't have any control over the situation. So that's food insanity, is really just this sense of not having control over what it is that you eat, when you're eating, what you're eating, why you're eating it, and if you're even really hungry. And what it comes down to is we've all just kind of lost the ability to listen to our body, know what our body needs, and know what those hunger and satiety cues are. So when you are truly feeling hungry, and not just because food is around, or if you are truly satisfied and you're not just going to keep eating because it tastes good or because it's there or because you don't want it to go to waste. There's so many different reasons why we kind of miss those cues. Um, and of course, there's always, you know, you may mistake thirst cues for hunger cues instead. So there's so many different things that can happen along the way. But I think much of what our beliefs are surrounding food, the hierarchy that's there has really been more um, of nurture as opposed to nature and just environmentally what's around us what are people saying from the time that you know you're little through childhood growing up into adulthood just the things that people say the way that they perceive food and what we're saying in front of children especially because they're so impressionable really is a big deal and has an impact on what we're eating so food insanity includes having the scarcity about food. So feeling like the food is either not going to be there later if you don't get it right now. I have to get this piece of, of chocolate cake now because there isn't going to be any later. When you come into work in the morning, someone may have brought in bagels and cream cheese for breakfast for the staff as a kind gesture, and you have already eaten your breakfast either before you left at home or on the way in the car, but you feel the need to partake because it's there. You're not really listening to 
the hunger cues of your body and whether you're truly hungry, but you're eating because you're surrounded by food. And that is food insanity, right? So just not having control over it. And that is the issue. The solution is not control. It's not that you need to gain control of what you're eating. The issue is control itself, the feeling that you have to control every single aspect of food and what you're eating at every minute and taking account of that. So diet culture has gotten us into this habit of counting calories, constantly weighing ourselves, looking at or like how we feel in our clothes or um making sure we're ordering off of the skinny menu, looking at how many calories are in everything, making sure that we're going to the gym or working out a certain amount of time so that we can burn X amount of calories. Having a calorie deficit is what we're constantly thinking about. If I eat this piece of cake or if I have this donut, then I have to go run an extra 30 minutes or run an extra like three or four miles in order to burn that off. And when you start comparing like, calories in, looking at it as calories in, calories out, it really doesn't work. And you're not going to be in a deficit because a bag of, let's say, Doritos is 160 calories, somewhere around there, or a bag of chips, a small bag of chips is 160 calories. And by the time you're done with that, and that's if you only have one bag, really doing a workout for 30 minutes, you're probably going to burn maybe that much, but you're not going to burn off. And the point isn't to burn off everything that you're eating in a day. You don't want to actually have a deficit, but that is kind of the culture that we are surrounded by, especially in the US and just feeling this need to constantly control not only what we're eating, but the amount of calories that we're taking in and burning and then checking the scale constantly, and not really looking at all of the other factors of health and how that contributes, right? So we know, or many of you may or may not know that muscle mass actually weighs more than fat. And so you can be someone who appears to be thin, but you have a much higher percentage of body fat than what you should have, which isn't healthy, right? So those are the things that we need to really be focused on. Um, but instead, it's this feeling out of control when you're around food, right? And it's not your fault you are not the issue, you are not a failure, but you may feel like you're failing these programs or you're not getting the gist of it because it is not something that's sustainable. And I've talked about this several times before. When you are in a program where you're losing weight, significant amounts of weight in a short period of time, it's really because you're either not getting in what you need to, so you're restricting your calories, you're counting your calories, you're not getting in nutrient-dense foods, you're fasting or starving yourself. And so your body really just goes into starvation mode. It doesn't know what to do at that point. And so this, this feeling of scarcity of food makes the food insanity even worse, just constantly thinking about it, whether it's present or if it's not, it's this fear of either missing out, not being able to indulge. And then your body, when it goes into starvation mode, it throws all of your hormones out of whack. It throws your metabolism off. So it starts to slow everything down because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs to fuel and to continue to 
um, optimize your work efficiently. And so when your metabolism slows down, your resting metabolism slows down. That means when you're sitting doing absolutely nothing, you're not really burning any calories. And ideally, you want to have your resting metabolic rate at least moving, right? So you don't constantly have to be working out in order to burn calories. And so once we get to this point, our body just feels like, I don't really know when my next meal is coming in. And so you get this food insanity where you feel like you just need to eat something now, not even recognizing. It's not that you aren't listening to the cues anymore. You just aren't even able to recognize what those actual cues are that you need to eat, that you're hungry, that you need to replenish, and then what you need to replenish with. Because although I say food is neutral, you're not going to get the same nutrients from every single piece of food. And I recognize that. So I just want to pause a little bit from this and just go back to one of my very first podcast episodes was talking about food neutrality and how um, I teach my clients how to adopt this mindset of food neutrality, because it all starts with your thoughts about and feelings about food, um, your perceptions about food, and kind of getting rid of this food hierarchy. So for example, most children or most of you can identify with this, whether you experience it as a child, or whether you find yourself doing this with your own children, and you may not even recognize it. But saying things like you can't have that bowl of ice cream until you eat your broccoli. It almost demonizes broccoli and makes it sound like the bad food that you don't really want to eat, because it tastes gross and kind of glorifies or elevates the ice cream. And that's the food that you actually want to get to. So you have to eat this horrid tasting thing in order to get to this good tasting thing. Or you may say, make sure that you eat your green beans and um, your strawberries because those are good foods. That's healthy for you. And so classifying foods as good foods and making the ice cream seem like that's a bad food. You can't have that ice cream or you can't have that candy because that's a bad food or it's bad for you. And I know in the moment, it doesn't seem like, or even maybe even now, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But those are the things like children are very impressionable. And even as adults, we can be impressionable. And the things that we say um, can be a big deal. So another example is just thinking about because my daughter's a Girl Scout. And she's older now. So she's a cadet, but she's been in Girl Scouts from the very beginning since kindergarten. And some of the things that people will say at booths, this has actually come up, and I guess it has become a lot more common. As we start to especially get into the new year, everyone has their New Year's resolutions, they want to get into the gym, they want to live healthier, they want to reach their goals. And mainly those things are surrounding weight loss. For many people, it's weight loss. They're not really focused on the actual why, why do they want to lose weight, but just I want to lose weight. And that could be for many different reasons. But if it's weight loss and saying things like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy cookies this year, I don't want to get fat using certain words, saying certain things in that way, then makes young girls feel like I really shouldn't be eating cookies. It sets up uh, an environment where if I eat this, 
I'm a bad person or eating this quote bad food is making me a bad person. So then it sets up just like sneaking to eat. You may have even done this or you may be able to relate to this, like sneaking to eat certain things. You're gonna hide your candy or chocolates. You may find candy wrappers in your child's room because they're sneaking it or don't want you to know how much they've actually eaten. Um, And then that kind of just goes into a vicious cycle and sets up um, really poor habits as far as our perceptions and feelings about food. And then that kind of projects onto perceptions and feelings about ourselves. What does that mean for us as a human, as a person? And not identifying or being able to dissociate how you feel about food and how you feel about yourself is a very difficult thing to do when that's been tied in since early childhood years. And you may not have even recognized it now, but your brain tells you a lot of things about how you are as a person or who you are as a person based on the foods that you've eaten. So I really want you to just sit with this for a minute. It is, it's, it's pretty heavy. And especially if you're someone who has really been affected by food, um, having this scarcity mindset, feeling like you've had to hide food, being an emotional eater, those are all very serious things. And they're tied to your mental state around food, how you feel about food and connecting that to how you feel about yourself. And I want you to be able to dissociate those two. The food is the food. It is completely neutral. So whether you're eating broccoli or you're eating ice cream, it is possible for every single person to not only change or rewire their taste buds, but to also adopt this food neutrality where you can have ice cream and be fine. It's not going to be the end of the world, right? But there's also a point when you go through my program, Prescription for Change, where you don't even, you're not craving that ice cream anymore. You don't have to have that ice cream. You don't have to sneak that piece of chocolate. Or you may have dessert and say, I'm going to have two cookies, and you're fine with that. You're not feeling like you have to eat the whole sleeve of cookies because you're craving it. There isn't a craving so much for the the sweets and the sugar and the the foods that may be higher in calories but are going to be um, less nutrient dense or not really offer any kind of nutrition, you can indulge in those things and you can take pleasure in those things and you you should be enjoying them. But the point is to understand what it is that your body needs and then you really start to get to a point where you're like, this makes me feel good and this doesn't. So I'm just gonna have, I really like chocolate and I'm gonna eat that, um, but I'm fine with having like one slice and I'm good. I'm not craving anymore because you've already kind of given your body all of the other things it needs so that you don't have that craving for sugar. So none of this is your fault. You are not a failure. It is the diet culture and things that you've been told that has failed you and really just wanting you to understand that. So food insanity is something that um, you really, in order to get rid of it or to Um, not really have that be a big impact in your life anymore is to not only that dissociation that I talked about, about your perception about food and your perception about yourself, but also just relinquishing control of food and that situation, 
right? Don't feel like you have to have total control. And when we try to constantly control things, you may even notice this with your with your children, right? Constantly trying to control what they do, what they wear, what they say, how they appear, you really, the more control you try to have, the less control you truly have. And so it's very similar with food is this feeling that we have to control every single moment, every single morsel that you put into your mouth, and really just constantly thinking about the immediate repercussions or consequences of what that's going to be. Just relinquish that enjoy the food, and you will find that you are going to start craving or wanting the things that are going to be more nutrient dense. Because once you feel what it feels like to feel good, and I know this may sound silly, but you really don't know how crummy you feel until you do something that makes you feel good. And once you do that thing that makes you feel good, and you know what fuels your body, and you know how to replenish, and you are satisfied, then you're able to just enjoy food. You're not worrying about categorizing the food or the food hierarchy or any of those other things. And you can really just enjoy your meals, eat what you want, and still reach your health goals, whether it's weight loss or it's some other subcategory of that, some other thing that you want to achieve, just being able to maybe decrease your total body fat and increase muscle mass or being able to increase your metabolic rate, whether it's your active or resting metabolic rate. So really just being able to focus on the things that are making you feel good and to reach those goals, feeling good in your clothes or liking how you look in certain clothes and just looking at more of the non-scale victories, the things that aren't related to the scale or restricting. And once you are able to focus on that, we can stop focusing so much on the bad parts of the food and really just thinking about how our body feels, being in tune with your body, being in tune with what it is that you need and understanding that you can relinquish this control. And actually, it gives you a better sense of control of your health. It gives you a better sense of being able to understand what it is that you need and gives you a better chance at having complete transformation in your health and being able to carry that through. So this is far beyond simply willpower or self-control or having these constant cravings, but it is truly a biological drive for us to keep eating, to keep consuming food. If it's there, we're going to eat it. And it's that drive, it's our brain telling us that we need to consume this food because it doesn't know when it's going to get its next meal. Let's hurry up and get it now. So that scarcity mindset applied to food is something that's very real. So I wanted to just um, point that out to you, let it sit for a little bit, really think about how this applies to you and how you can move forward from this, understanding that it is possible for you to move forward and to just see food and see your body and see your health in a different way, in a different mindset, and that will allow you to move forward. All right, that's what I have for you today. As always, if you have any comments, you can definitely reach out to me. All of my information for social media, whether it's Instagram or my email is on every podcast episode. And you can always um, book a call with me if you are interested in finding out more about my program. All right, y'all, cheers to your health. Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. 
I was a young mom, overworked, and put my own needs on the back burner. I was a superwoman, or so I thought. I needed to learn to do it all on my own. The truth was, I was exhausted, barely had time to spend with my kids and keep my house in order, and I was cranky. Nothing about my life said super at all. We were always sick, I had mom guilt, and my own health fell to the wayside. Weight gain and overwhelm over time led me to believe this is my life now. Health just wasn't in the cards for me. I will get myself together when the time is right, I am settled in my career, the kids get older, when I have more money, when things are perfect. But guess what? The time will never be right or perfect. This podcast will change your mindset from perfection paralysis to intentional change leading to progression in a purpose-filled way. Create time for self-care, take charge of your health, and empower your family to do the same. Listen to next week's podcast to rewrite your history and live healthy on purpose.